It is the Wave 97.9 WHAV. And on the line with us is Glenn Johnson, author of the book, Window Seat on the World, My Travels with the Secretary of State. And uh, Glenn lives locally. And uh, Glenn, thank you for joining me this morning. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, it's... uh, I was looking at the book once I learned about it, and uh, well, I, I guess before we get to the book, a little bit about your background. You, you used to be a, a reporter for the Boston Globe. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Andover, went off to college in Wisconsin, came back and worked my way up to the local news or uh, news uh, pipeline from the Salem News to the Lowell Sun to the Associated Press to the Boston Globe. And that's where I was in January of 2013 when I got a call in the newsroom from John Kerry. And out of the blue, he asked me if I would go work with him while he served as Secretary of State in a strategic communications role. And so uh, it was a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I took it and spent the next four years traveling all around the world with him. Oh, wow. I can only imagine. So he called you himself, or did he have his people call you? No, it was a very familiar voice at the other end of my cell phone, and uh, he asked if we could have a off-the-record conversation, and then uh, he made his pitch and offer, and uh, I went home that night and talked to my wife and two sons about it, and the consensus was uh, it would be an impossible thing to turn down, and I'm really glad I did it. I'd always wanted to be a reporter my entire life, but the chance to travel with uh, the first cabinet officer to all seven continents, 91 countries, a million and a half miles. Uh, I just knew that it was going to be an unparalleled experience, and sure enough, it lived up to that. And over the course of those four years, I got asked so many questions about it that I realized there was a book in it. And so as we traveled around the world, I jotted down bits of color about different things I saw or different things he said or what it was like to be in some of these meetings that we were in. And when I came home, I spent the next 18 months writing a book about it. And as you mentioned, it debuted four years ago Sunday on July 9th, 2019. I did an appearance on Face the Nation on CBS with Margaret Brennan, and that was the big kickoff. And uh, it's been out you know, for four years, selling pretty well, and still as relevant today as it was then, especially in the context of Russia and Ukraine and China and uh, the Middle East uh, situation between the Israelis and Palestinians. All those issues that we were dealing with for those four years remain in the news today. So uh, if you want to understand those things, I highly recommend the book. I learned a lot writing it and living it. Now, uh, what were the, uh, the years that you were with him? So it was the second half of President Obama, Obama's administration from 2013 in January to uh, January 20th, 2017. My presidential appointment expired when uh, Donald Trump was sworn in at noon on uh, January 20th, 2017. Okay. All right. And uh, what was the uh, reaction of your wife when you told her about that phone call? <laughs> it's funny. I still remember calling her and telling her, saying, you know, you're not going to believe what just happened, and then calling our sons, and uh, one was down in Boston and one was over in Lowell and asking them to come home for dinner. And, yeah, after I explained what was going on, my older son sort of let out an exhale saying, I thought you were going to tell us something worse about your health. And as we talked about it, um, 
you know, everybody was pretty excited by the opportunity. Uh, I have to confess, both my wife and I were not really ready for what we got into. You know, I said to her, oh, I'll be home every other weekend. You know, you can come down to Washington, and, you know, but uh, I was basically gone four and five weeks at a time. I kept a studio apartment down in D.C. Uh, she came down as she could, or I came home as I could, um, but it turned out that uh, she was able to accompany me on one trip. It was very memorable trip to France for the 70th anniversary of D-Day. Um, we met over there. But other than that, our schedule was always so in flux and so heavy that uh, we really didn't have a chance to visit much. But we also knew it was a once-in-a-lifetime thing, and it was a form of service to the country. And so we all sucked it up and just did it. How about that? Now we're talking with uh, with Glenn Johnson. He wrote the book "Window Seat on the World: My Travels with the Secretary of State" back when uh, John Kerry was the uh, Secretary of State. And uh, so, once you stepped on that plane, um, mm-hmm. that was it, huh? Yeah, away we went. I remember our very first trip was uh, in February twenty fourth of twenty seventeen. We started, and we went to the UK. Uh, we went to um, Berlin, Paris, uh, all these places through um, Cairo and Egypt and uh, Qatar uh, and uh, the United Arab Emirates and flew home after 11 days and was walking away from the plane on the tarmac at Andrews Air Force Base. And Toria Newland, who's now the Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, turned to me and she said, how'd you like it? And I said, oh, it was good, but it was exhausting. She said, Good, get ready to do it 40 more times. Well, that was a little bit low. We ended up doing it 103 times. So uh, over the course of those four years, he became the most traveled Secretary of State. He felt very, it was very important to do diplomacy face-to-face. And so we just basically, uh, rather than picking up the phone, went to places and talked to people uh, in person which was a great experience, but it was truly an exhausting one. Um, you know, we went around the world the equivalent of 53 times. So it was a lot of travel, um, but uh, really opened my eyes to uh, so much in the world. I have just such a better understanding of the Middle East, the Persian Gulf, uh, Indonesia, you know, Southeast Asia, climate change, um, Africa, Latin America, and I never would have had that without the opportunity to uh, accompany a, a, a U.S. official like that and get the entree into all these special places, whether it's the Kremlin and Vladimir Putin or the Vatican and Pope Francis. So you met Vladimir Putin? Shook his hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not one of those things you really contemplate. It's just, you know, you're there and he comes in the room and he went down the line. Um but, yeah, it was fascinating to go into the Kremlin, um, to be there, and his, his fashion, he made the Secretary of State wait. We waited hours for him to come in, and that's just his form of passive aggressiveness. You know, he puts you on the defense by making you wait till you meet with him on his terms. Uh, but he came in finally and had the meeting, and... Uh, you know, famously has this icy stare and man a few words, but despite all evidence to the contrary, spoke English and understood what everything that was being said to him. So it was a really fascinating experience to be part of and really interesting to be in 
that hallowed ground of the Kremlin and Red Square and all that and see it firsthand. What other uh, world leaders uh, of that stature, uh, stature did you get a chance to meet? Uh, my namesake, Boris Johnson, over in the UK. We laughed about that when I was introduced to him in the receiving line. We were both uh, Johnson for the last name. But I had a very unique experience because one of the roles that I took on was as the photographer uh, when we traveled for the Secretary of State. And so quite often there was only room in uh, a meeting for this principal, in this case the Secretary of State, and his official photographer to document it for posterity. So we walked into the Vatican, they stopped our entire party, but waved on Secretary Kerry and they called out my name, said, where's Glenn Johnson? And uh, they told me to come along. And then next thing you know, we were in the apostolic apartments walking into Pope Francis's office and there was the Pope standing there. So things like that were just fascinating. Being in the Elysee Palace with President Hollande of France uh, when they were talking about um, terrorism that was plaguing uh, uh, France, uh, being in uh, Sydney, Australia at the governor's mansion, meeting with the um, uh, Prime Minister of Australia to talk about our uh, security and intelligence partnership, which you see play out today in that submarine deal and other uh, developments to counter China, to being in the Great Hall of the People in Beijing and meeting um, with President Xi uh, there. He was president then, as he is now, and there was basically a leader of a quarter of the world's population, and you're standing there in the same place as him. So it was really, really revelatory and fascinating to do. And you probably uh, got to be the official photographer uh, based on your uh, your experience as a uh, as a local reporter around the North Shore. Yeah. I bet. Shooting pictures of my son wrestling at St. John's Prep that was my uh, that was my uh, training for this. But it was one of those situations where uh, you had to serve a number of functions because seating on the secretary's plane was limited, and you also had to have a high security clearance, which I had the highest one. So. It just made things easier to have me do this double duty, uh, plan the trips and strategize his media communications while we were at home in Washington and then uh, handle this additional role while we were on the road around the world. So uh, all the pictures are in the book, um, and it helps really illustrate what I write about. So, um, you know, I've, I've had a number of people tell me that they've learned so much about the world by reading the book, and so that's why I was glad to do it and um, thrilled that it's still being so well received four years later. All right, so a window seat on the world, my uh, travels with the Secretary of State. Uh, that was uh, when John Kerry was the sec- Secretary of State, and yep. um, and you can pick it up anywhere that fine books are sold, right? <laughs> Amazon.com and GlennJohnson.com has all the background on it, too. So G L E M J O H N S O N dot com. Oh, okay. Now, a, a quick question before we leave: Did they, when you decided to uh, to write the book, did you let anybody know you were going to be doing that? Uh, well, we talked a little bit about it at the end. Somebody else who was on Secretary Kerry's staff had encouraged me, as a former journalist, to take the notes. Um, and under the State Department policy, when I went in, I had to sign an agreement that anything that I wrote. I had to submit to them for review for classification purposes since I had a top-secret clearance. So they reviewed it not for the content in it, but for the, uh, you know, to make sure there was nothing classified in it. And I had to make a couple adjustments in the book based on their uh, requests. But, uh, you know, that was really the only thing. Um, Secretary Kerry understood. Um, 
actually provided a blurb for the book and then um, appeared at a uh, function to promote it um, in in Boston uh, back when it first came out. So uh, I wrote it on my own terms. I didn't have anybody tell me what to write, um, but I think he trusted me enough to know that I would write an honest account and uh, wouldn't violate any sort of confidences that need to be maintained to protect the country or anything like else like that. Well, that's that's the way it should be done. All right. Hey, Glenn. So, glennjohnson.com and Amazon, and uh, I'm sure that uh, some of the libraries have it too, right? Yeah. I know at least North Andover does. It's been on sale in Andover Bookstore. I don't know about the Haverhill Library, but it's so big, I'm sure there's, there's a chance it's there too. All right. Well, Glenn, uh, thank you so much. I could talk with you for uh, a long time, <laughs> but uh, you've got a yeah. lot of good stories to tell. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, congratulations on that, and uh, what a, what a great what a great story! And four years uh, uh, after the the publication, that's that's fantastic. Thanks, Wayne. I appreciate you having me on. All right, and maybe we will get you back on again too. That would be fun. Uh, maybe get you back on for the uh, fourth and a half year anniversary. <laughs> yeah, I can show you my slides. Uh, yeah, yeah, we could do that on the radio. I could, I could, like, remember, uh, remember Jackie Vernon? He used to the comedian. He did, uh, he, he did slides. He was a stand-up uh, routine. He did slides, and he had a clicker, and he would, you know, there were no slides, but he would just describe what it was. <laughs> you could do the same thing on the radio. Quite the yeah. All right. Hey, thank you so much, Glenn Johnson, local author. Uh, window seat on the world by travels with the Secretary of State uh, he was, when he was working with John Kerry and a fourth year anniversary for the book. How about that? This is the Wave 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the Wave. W.